Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash am I the jerk here video. Today we've got some tough, hard-hitting questions. And our first story of the day is from UpbeatFix4061. Am I the jerk for telling my father-in-law he can starve if he wants because I didn't care? My husband and I, both 26, recently hosted a family dinner to announce our pregnancy. It's important to add that my husband doesn't have a close relationship with his father, but we keep him around because he still has three minor siblings that we love and care for. My father-in-law is the type of person that still thinks women should serve men at dining times. Like, he has to be served first because he's the breadwinner and crap like that. We usually don't care since we mostly ignore them. However, this time my family was present and we consider he screwed around and found out. My dad is my favorite person in the world. My mom died when I was little and my dad took care of my older sister and I. They're the only family I have left. At dinner, both my husband and I cooked things we knew both of our families would like. The first issue started when father-in-law tried to sit at one of the heads of the tables and my husband said no, he sat at one and I sat at the other. Me with my father and sister to either side, and him with his brothers, so father-in-law was kind of in the middle and he didn't like it. The second problem and the cause of all of this is that everyone was kind of serving themselves, and he struggles when holding spoons, forks, and such. My sister bought him a Parkinson-friendly cutlery set that he brings around, but a big spoon for serving is still hard for him. So I offered to serve him his plate while my sister served him his drink, and then we all sat to eat and chat. Three or four minutes after that, my father-in-law asks out loud, Is no one gonna serve me my plate? And my husband looks at him confused and says, No, we don't do that here. And my mother-in-law just gets up in a hurry and takes his plate, but my father-in-law says no and that the hostess did it for her father so she can do it for me. And I say yes, my father who has an injured hand. You're fine. He says that he won't eat then, and I just shrugged and said that he could starve and I didn't care. He leaves with my mother-in-law, and while everyone agrees with me, my own father said that it was a disrespectful thing to say, and I should apologize for the way I did it. So am I the jerk? Could OP have been a little bit nicer? Probably. Did they owe it to them to be nicer? No. When the father-in-law says here, well, I'll just not eat then. And OP repeatedly replies with, okay, don't, I don't care. Is it justified to say that? Is that a good response to what the father-in-law was trying to pull here? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Throwaway R0. Am I the jerk for not buying my daughter concert tickets? My 16-year-old daughter Riley really does not like one of her teachers, Miss A. This was a bit surprising to me as the teacher has a very good reputation and has helped out so many kids in bad situations and is just a generally nice person. But my daughter hates her. She'll rant about how annoying she is for ages, but she's never given an actual reason. I tell her that she's allowed to rant and all that, but don't say these things to her face and try not to go too far either. 
I hated some teachers during my childhood that I now respect and understand, so I really didn't think it was a major issue. Well, I got a call from Riley while she was at school, and she was begging me to pick her up. I arrived immediately, but she refused to tell me what happened. She did crack eventually, though. She told me that Miss A was having a conversation with another student, and she mentioned one of her son's names, so Riley quickly looked them up on social media and went up to her teacher and asked if he was her son. Miss A said yes, hesitantly apparently, and then Riley started laughing and said some really mean things about her son. To be specific, she called him anorexic and skeleton-like. Turns out the boy did have anorexia. Miss A got really upset and asked her to please work in the library for the remainder of the period. I was horrified and it was clear that my daughter was feeling apologetic, but Jesus Christ, this was insanely disrespectful. I told Riley that she was grounded and that she needed to apologize to Miss A immediately. I then told her that I wouldn't be buying her concert tickets. She got really upset and was all like, how was I supposed to know? But that just makes me more upset because it would still be wrong even if he wasn't anorexic. She cried and cried about the concert and called me really mean. My husband thinks the grounding is fine, but the concert tickets are overdoing it. He thinks that it probably isn't a huge deal because Miss A just sent Riley to the library and didn't send her to the office or anything and I'm doing too much. I don't know, am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk here. I think even after everything, it's clear that the daughter doesn't even feel that remorseful for it. They're saying, how was I supposed to know? They don't understand that what they did was wrong. I've known people who've dealt with similar conditions, and it's not a joke. It's not funny to go around saying that stuff. I would say honestly keep it up until they apologize, and a genuine apology at that. Until they realize they legitimately screwed up here. Our next story is from Jobsite AITA. Am I the jerk for firing an employee for driving his personal vehicle to job sites? I own and operate my own contracting company. I've been in business for almost a decade now and have almost 50 people working for me. I usually ask that my coworkers drive to the office in the morning and take company vans or trucks to job sites, but I understand that it isn't always the easiest option for people, so I do allow them to drive personal vehicles to job sites if they need to. However, there's been this one guy, Steve, who I've gotten a few complaints about from customers. Steve drives a big, lifted, customized truck. It's a nice truck and I know he takes a lot of pride in it, but the thing is covered in political stickers. Now, if you work for me, I don't care what your political views are as long as you're good at your job. And Steve's been with me for about 5 years now and he's good at what he does. He's knowledgeable and efficient and overall has been a quality employee. But Steve's been driving his truck to job sites pretty regularly because his kids are in daycare and it's easier for him to drop them off in the morning and then go directly to a job rather than to the office. We've talked about this and I approved it to make it easier for him. Normally this wouldn't be an issue for me, but the last three customers that Steve was working with complained to me that he was parking his truck in front of their houses and they weren't comfortable with the political messaging on his truck. The last one even took pictures of his truck and posted it to social media and tagged my company on it. I had a talk with Steve about driving his truck to jobs and told him that he's going to need to come to the office in the morning and take a company vehicle. He complained about the hassle of dropping off his kids and I told him he's going to need to figure that out, 
but for now, I want him to leave his truck at the office as it's causing me and the company headaches. He complied for the rest of that last job, but when we started a new one last week, he started driving his own truck again. Sure enough, three days into the job, I got complaints from the customer about Steve's truck. I had another talk with Steve and told him that this was no longer negotiable and that I'm requiring him to take a company vehicle. He accused me of discriminating against him and it turned into a heated argument. We both said some harsh things and I eventually told him he was fired. He's since posted a lot of negative stuff on social media about me and my company. He's also talked to a lot of my employees and some of them have taken his side and think I was wrong to fire him. I've had to hold a company-wide meeting about this and I've revoked the option to drive personal vehicles to jobs and now require everyone to take company vehicles, no exceptions. Now I have people pissed off at me for taking away that option when they never got complaints. So maybe I'll have to revisit that idea, but I don't think I was a jerk for firing Steve. The bottom line is you're the boss, it's your call here, they didn't respect that and were trying to be argumentative, it wasn't going to work out. Now as far as the making everybody have to take a company vehicle, I do think that's not a good move. I think you should have some kind of like one, two strike type policy. If people complain and it seems to be a problem, then enforce it for that person. Any guesses as to what those stickers are? By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from affectionate ad 8770. Am I the jerk for not forgiving my parents when they tried to force institutionalize me? I, 42-year-old female, started having very severe panic attacks. I'm talking loud, long, messy panic attacks. My husband and I have been married for 19 years and have three children, 18, 17, and 13 at the time. It was obviously very difficult for all of us. January 2021, I went on disability and entered into an intensive outpatient program to help sort out why I was having these panic attacks and how to prevent them and spent 12 weeks in the program. I was trying to do right by my family and do what was best for me. My intensive outpatient program ended on Thursday, April 29th, and my husband and my dad asked me if I was better. I was caught off guard by this as I was still processing what I went through in my program and protectively replied, no, I wasn't ready to share how I felt. On Monday, May 3rd, my husband told me I either needed to go to our cabin for a week or be institutionalized and that my father and mother would back him and they would kick me out of the house. We rent from my parents if I didn't go. I was understandably confused as freak, even more so when I called my father in tears to confirm this. Apparently they thought I was bipolar, but that's no excuse, especially as I was being very closely monitored by medical professionals. After an hour of driving, I had to pull over as I was hysterical. It took my BFF, who's an MD, to convince my husband that not only was this not okay, but there wouldn't even be a program that would take me as I certainly wasn't a threat to myself or others. This whole thing was driven by my mother. My husband really, really doesn't understand much about mental health or anything medical. I was mortified, but I went home. During this time, my hand had been going numb, on and off, but I figured it was due to the stress of the situation. On Friday, May 7th, my whole arm went dead due to stroke. 
It turns out I had a disease in my carotid arteries, but the stressful event pushed my brain over the edge, so to speak, causing the stroke. I told my extended family, brothers, and parents about the stroke over Zoom, as I was still emotionally gutted by their attempt to force institutionalize me. I told them that they weren't welcome in my house for the time being, as their presence was highly triggering after what they did. My husband feels horrible about what happened, entered therapy, and has made a lot of progress. My parents, on the other hand, refused to apologize, as they only had good intentions, which is very hurtful, and have repeatedly said that they aren't sorry they did it. My brothers all think that I'm the jerk, as I won't forgive my parents and let it go, so the family can all hang out again. I don't feel safe when I'm with any of them anymore. I really can't see how I'm the jerk. So, please. I want honest opinions. Am I the jerk? Should I just let this go? Now I bet a million dollars that OP's parents would love for OP to let this go, but that is insane what they tried to pull. This isn't some like dark 1940s lobotomy institution. Do they really think they could just find some place with white padded walls they could just hand you off to and they would take you right in, lock you up, and hope your brain figures itself out? Do they really think they were in any right to try to force you into that? Threaten to kick you out of the house? They only had good intentions. They basically tried to imprison you. Our next story is from a estranged bro throw. Am I the jerk for going to a family wedding? My brother wasn't invited. I'm four years older than my brother Mark. I never got myself into trouble and was always a great student. I graduated and found myself a great job, a loving wife, and all I've dreamed of. Mark's doing good, all things considered, but he sure went the long way. When he got to high school, he would constantly hang out with the wrong crowds and got himself in trouble very often. He barely graduated, and after that, his life went off the deep end. He flunked college, only got himself dead-end jobs, and only got by with mine and my mother's help. He also got himself into drugs, though I don't know how bad. Still, all things considered, he was always a very good person honest and he never made excuses for himself he was just lazy and had no direction in life during this time he was our extended family's black sheep especially from our mother's side our aunt mary especially mary's very cool but does act a bit pretentious her kids worshipped mark and when the stories about his life started going around half of them were lies she started putting some distance but would talk to mark the same as me when we met eventually mark turned his life around I don't know what happened, but I know it was really bad. Long story short, he got himself clean. One year after that, he was unrecognizable. He was happy, extroverted, and pretty much left his old life behind. After eight years, he was engaged with a job and a future. Our family knows of this and they're happy for him. Unfortunately, Mary never abandoned her old views. She occasionally puts him down because he never went to college and doesn't respect his job. Every time I visit, she likes to show me off as her lawyer nephew, but she never invites him or even mentions him. As far as her friends know, my mother only has one son. Mark knows this and it hurts him. Two years ago, Mary's daughter got married and they planned this huge wedding. Both me, my wife, and my mother got invited, but not Mark. We didn't know how to handle this. We asked Mary's daughter why Mark was left out and she admitted that her mother didn't want him there because it would make them look bad. We decided to go without... Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. 
Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Telling him so he wouldn't get hurt? He was never even aware Mary's daughter was getting married. Of course, eventually he found out when he saw pictures on social media. He was absolutely crushed. He confronted us and said that if we were family, we should have refused to go without him. I disagreed. We fought and he went non-contact. To this day, my mother feels guilty about it. This was two years ago. A couple of weeks ago, my mother found out that Mark just had a kid and it introduced them to our other uncles. She was very hurt since she never even knew his partner was pregnant. She asked him why he didn't tell us about his child. His answer is, I love son. I'll always be there for him, no matter what. I won't expose him to a family that'll feel ashamed of him and turn him into a pariah because of some stupid choices. This guy turned his life around and nobody in this family is willing to stand up for them. They had a rocky past and they overcame that. And nobody's willing to go at bat for him? And then he goes no contact for two years and then that's when you ask if you're the jerk? I think it's pretty clear OP is the jerk in the situation. And I'm willing to bet that OP's in a situation where if they could go back a couple years and go at bat for their own brother, I'm willing to bet they wish they could. This next story is from an anonymous poster. Am I the jerk for not giving up my parking spot for my downstairs neighbor? Even though I don't have a car? I moved into a house with three apartments, upstairs people, me on the main floor, and basement girl. There's only two parking spots which belong to the upstairs people and me. Landlord said basement girl doesn't have a parking spot. The parking spot is part of my rent. I don't have a car, so that spot goes unused, mostly except when I have friends over, or if they stay with me on the weekend, then they use my spot. Basement girl, I guess, got a car now, and she's been parking on the street, but she needs to move her car every few hours to avoid a ticket. I guess she asked landlord if she can have my parking spot since I don't use it. Landlord asked me, and I said I can give her the spot if there's a reduce on my rent. He said no to that, so I said, no, sorry then, it's my spot. Apparently this really pissed the basement girl off, and she left a note on my door saying how she needs the spot, and I don't need it so give it to her blah blah blah. I ignored the note. I told my friend this and she said the friendly thing to do would be to give up my spot and now I'm just seen as the jerk neighbor. So am I the jerk? I mean although the times you do use it are very rare, you are paying for that spot. And I have a feeling that the moment you concede to letting basement girl park there is the moment they're going to try to walk all over you and that parking spot. So I don't blame OP for holding steadfast. If anything, basement girl should go complain to the landlord more 
for refusing to reduce the rent so they could have that spot. Or even better, rent it to the basement grill yourself, just put a nice little payday on it. Our next story is from Opening Patience 4049. Am I the jerk for refusing to go to my stepmom's home country for holiday as a gay person? They don't have the best LGBT rights record. I'm 16 and openly gay. My stepmom herself is cool and I like her, but she's from a country known for their poor treatment of LGBT individuals. I won't name the country to avoid controversy, just that if you go read those articles that say worst ex countries for LGBT rights, her country is always there. Of course, this isn't my stepmom's problem or responsibility. She's cool and not at all homophobic. She wants us to visit her country and her family for Christmas for two weeks. When she brought up the idea, I told her that I'm not comfortable coming, but I'm also not saying they shouldn't go. We'll just need to plan something different for me, like staying with my uncle or grandparents, which I'm happy to do. She suggested that I'm overreacting and I'll be safe there, as there's lots of gay people living there. I'm sure it's true, but I don't understand the language, the norms, and I don't know how to keep myself safe. So it's better to not risk it. She's been offended that I don't want to visit and meet her family and says she's disappointed in me that I won't do it for her and she says she's sure I'll have a great time there. But in reality, even if nothing happens, I will always fear of what could happen, so it'll be stressful. She also says her family will be hurt as well if I don't go. They'll perceive it as me not considering them worthy to visit them, which is obviously not the case, and she'll be embarrassed. Anyways, my dad says he agrees that I shouldn't go if I don't want to, but also tells me that he understands why stepmom feels hurt by this and has taken it personally. So I'm wondering if I may be the jerk for selfishly only thinking about myself without giving much thought about how it makes my stepmom feel and the appearance that it gives to her family. I'm of the opinion that if you are fearful for your life, you shouldn't be forced to go somewhere where you feel like you might be attacked. I feel like the stepmom knows that wherever it is that they're going to be staying is probably a safe area and that the concerns are overblown once they get to that spot. But I mean, you just never know what could happen in a country that apparently is very hostile to something that OP can't even control. I think OP's not the jerk. Our next story is from Yay Chocolate. Am I the jerk for expecting my partner to let my dog out while he was on a staycation? So I accept your judgment. My 36-year-old female, partner Tommy, 36-year-old male, was home on staycation last week, Monday through Wednesday, meaning he's had five days off. He was home all day and maybe left the house once or twice to get himself some food, but that was it. I have a dog, Spud, I got before we got together. They adore each other and it's really sweet. Since Spud's my dog, all of his care and bills are my responsibility. I would never ever ask or expect Tommy to ever care for him in any way normally. Tommy literally does nothing to care for my dog aside from snuggle, but that's a two-way street. Anyway, since Spud's normally home alone for about nine hours each day, I do things to keep him occupied. He normally sleeps, but still, like hide treats for him to find before I leave, have a feeder ball out, leave the blinds up so he can people watch, the pond and the walking trail at our apartment check in via Blink, leave a YouTube dog channel on, you get it. Sometimes I also come home during lunch to let him out and snuggle. I wanted to hire a dog walker, but Tommy said absolutely not since he's scared we'll get our stuff stolen. Since Tommy was home though, 
I thought he would be nice enough to take him out in the middle of the day to let him pee. He didn't on Monday and I brought it up and he said, no, I won't because then he'll expect it. Like what the freak? Tommy thinks because Spud can control himself no problem for 12 hours if necessary. Happened before we got together when a pet sitter didn't pull through and didn't tell me until I'd already paid and left for my day trip. Yes, I got a refund and Spud was okay, but still not ideal. He didn't want to spoil him by letting him out during the day. I told him he didn't need a full walk, but a couple minutes to pee on the lawn would make him feel better. He wouldn't even have to have stepped more than 10 feet away from the apartment door. I reminded him on weekends he gets walked and let out a lot more and is still fine during the week. But Tommy still insisted he didn't care and said I was acting like a jerk about it. No, I didn't yell or get dramatic. Spud is my dog after all, but am I wrong for hoping Tommy would help him out and just let him out for two minutes to pee? No, I don't think Opie's the jerk here, and God forbid you want to have the dog get a little bit of extra care. And I hate the whole argument of, well, he's your dog, so that excuses my laziness of not wanting to create any kind of routine or expectation of caring for this animal, although I'll gladly take things from it in the form of love and snuggles. Our next story is from Thickfish5054. Am I the jerk for refusing to look after my little brother for a week? So I, 19-year-old female, have two brothers, 17 and 5 years old. Ever since the youngest was born, I've been expected to look after him quite a lot. I usually don't mind, but I do feel like a free nanny sometimes. My parents make it seem like he's my responsibility. My mom often yells that no one helps her with James, my 5-year-old brother, and I should take care of him more. My father's away a lot because of his work, sometimes even weeks. This September, I'm starting uni. I have my own apartment that I'll move into this weekend. You should note that my parents have said to me multiple times these past few years that they can't wait until I move out because I'm so lazy in their opinion and never help out. So next week is orientation week for my uni. The uni's in my hometown, so I'm not moving far, just getting my own place. The orientation week is super important for getting to know the people you'll spend the next few years with. It's also important to attend because all the important info will be given during this week. My schedule's quite packed for the whole week. Days start at 10am and continue till late night. The problem is that both my parents have important work stuff next week as well. My mom's flying abroad for work and dad's away the whole week as well. My parents said to me that they expect me to take James to and from daycare and spend the evenings with him, feed and bathe him, and put him to bed. I told them that this won't be possible because of my uni schedule, but I can take him to daycare, and depending on schedule, help out. I reminded them that my 17-year-old brother is also capable of helping out. Since he's still living with them and doesn't have such a packed schedule that week and has more time to help out. My parents said that this won't be possible since my brother has to focus on his high school studies and is too young. Note that I would take care of James for whole weekends since I was 14 years old. I don't want to be difficult, but what my parents are asking from me is too much. They got really angry at me when I explained the situation and told me that I shouldn't ask them for help ever again because they won't give me any. They're not offering me any money either for taking care of a five-year-old for an entire week whilst pushing all my important things aside. 
I know for a fact they sometimes give my other brother money for helping out, but never offer it to me. I feel like they're in the wrong here, but I might not see things that clearly. So, am I the jerk? So in this situation, I think OP is very clearly not the jerk, and the parents are very used to just taking advantage of their kids. They just want to push it off on OP, make everything OP's problem, give them nothing to work with, not even like monetary compensation. Just put all of your life on hold, take care of our kid, make it work, and also if you want anything from us, get bent. OP's not the jerk. And our final story of the day is from Throwaway66297. Am I the jerk for asking about my share of inheritance? I, 32-year-old female, am the eldest child in a family of eight. Dad, mom, two brothers, 17, 25, and three sisters, 29, 27, and 15. Our parents told me I was adopted when I was 10. All my siblings knew I was adopted, but I was never treated any differently, and I had never felt like I wasn't a part of the family. Some years ago, grandma, mom's mom, passed away in her sleep very suddenly without a will. As a result, mom had a lot of trouble with her siblings when it comes to splitting assets. It took three years for everything to settle down, after which mom told us she'll be drawing up a will to prevent the same thing from happening. Mom came home from the lawyers beaming, saying everything's settled. We were like, okay, great. But in her excitement, she started telling us who's getting what. My 29-year-old sister told her she doesn't have to tell because it's awkward, but mom says she doesn't want any surprises and wants us to know in no uncertain terms as to what we're getting so we don't fight and contest the will because it's final. After she finished rattling off the list, my siblings and I realized that I'd been left out of it. So my 25-year-old brother asked what I'm getting. Mom stopped smiling and asked me if that's what I'd asked my brother to say. I said no I didn't, but... I too am wondering why I wasn't mentioned. I don't know what happened, but something seemed to snap in her after I said that. She told me that I shouldn't be greedy and should be grateful that she raised me because who knows where I could be and what I'm doing otherwise. I was hurt and told her that it wasn't really about the money, but leaving me out of her will was clearly hurtful. And if she had really seen me as her child, she wouldn't have left me out and said all those awful things. Mom reiterated that the will's final, and then excused herself. I left shortly after, but my 15-year-old sis told me that mom didn't come out of her room until the next day. I tried to resume things as it were, but her speech and text messages to me had become short and curt and she no longer calls. We used to call each other regularly. Dad told me that I shouldn't have been rude and disrespectful to mom, that I broke her heart and should apologize. I told him what happened, and he said her money, her decision, and that I shouldn't have challenged her. I didn't want to argue, so I said nothing. My siblings have been trying to talk to mom and dad about this, but it seems to only make them unhappier. Dad accused me of turning my siblings against them. I haven't visited my parents since the incident with my mom, about three weeks ago, and we adult kids usually visit every week if nothing comes up. Am I the jerk for asking about my share of inheritance? which basically challenges my mom's right to her money and assets and for causing this conflict. I think OP's not the jerk here. The thing is, is the mom is the one rattling things off and they walk through everything. OP's present. OP didn't get named. OP's their kid. I think it's a fair question to ask. The mom's true feelings clearly got exposed here and they're just totally in denial defense mode. I just feel bad for OP. 
But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another Am I the Jerk here story that was absolutely crazy, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 